In today's podcast, we talk to the queen of Australian commercial property, the one and only Helen Tarrant. Helen reveals her top secrets to passive income success through commercial property. Hey there, gurus. This is Tony Boffer, your host of the Commercial Property Insiders Podcast. This is the podcast that takes you to the inner sanctum of commercial property millionaires, investors, and industry experts. This is where Australia's top insiders reveal their secrets about making positive cash flow, passive income through commercial property. This is a non-BS, unscripted, unrehearsed podcast designed to give you ideas and inspiration to become the next commercial property millionaire guru, just like many of my guests. And be sure to stay tuned right to the end, gurus, where I ask each expert insider to give you, the listener, a secret 30-second tip. This is something I love to ask all of my guests as a special bonus for you. Three, two, one. Commercial properties are a go. Okay, and today my special guest is the one and only Helen Tarrant. Helen, how are you today? Good, good, Tony. Glad to be here. How are you? Yeah, great, great, Helen. Great for uh, to have you here. It's a, it's a real pleasure, and uh, you're a hard person to get hold of. So, really glad you made the time. So, thank you for that. No, all good, all good. I have a busy schedule, but I always schedule in time to teach others and I mentor others. Absolutely, yes, and uh, you know that's what I was going to ask you, Helen, because. Um, you are definitely known as the queen of Australian commercial property. I mean, you're an author, an educator, you're a, a coach, uh, a buyer's agent, and really you're an all-around commercial property guru. But um, it, a question that comes to mind is how you got started. I'm sure a lot of people would love to know how you started and, in fact, when you were a child. Is this something you always wanted to do? Um, you know, you say when you were 10 years old, did you say, I want to grow up and be a commercial property guru? I think no one sort of woke up and wanted to be a, uh, when they were a child, wanted to be a commercial property guru. I think one of the things is my my parents are first-generation migrants, so first-generation migrants, we understood property, land value, and, and I guess the growth of that property and owning owning something that you can touch and feel. So that has always been, I guess, the backbone of it. And getting into commercial was when I was really working as a beauty therapist, it came from the fact that I was working in a salon and there was a hairdresser in there as well as a massage therapist and there was residential flats upstairs. And we had Bill, who was the owner of the property, come in once a week and collect rent. So just imagine he was this older gentleman with a bag of cash who comes in and collects. I mean, by the, at that time we still had checks and, and things like that, but he would collect rent from the hairdresser, from me, from the massage lady, and then go upstairs and collect rent from the tenants, and then he would go off fishing for the rest of the week. And I used to think, you know, I was very, I was young at that time. It was probably my early 20s. And I thought, well, you know, what would be life like on that side of the world? You know, when you yeah. just get to collect rent and and then just go off for the rest of the week to do what you want. 
<laughs> so that really got me to think about commercial real estate or what it was like to invest and found that the industry was completely different from residential and really there was no information out there. It was one of those hidden secrets that if you don't ask, you don't know, you don't know. So I think that's where my interest came in and that's how I ended up in commercial real estate because when I compared the returns from residential to commercial, it was just so much so much more in terms of cash flow. So it puts money directly in your pocket from day one if you choose the right property. And and then I learned from trial and error how to choose the right property. And then I found out that really there's no information out there to help everyday Australians on the right way to invest in commercial property. And there was a lot of mistakes and people were getting burnt and they would go, oh, no, it's not right for me. I'm never going to do it again. And I just thought, well, I actually would want to be the one-stop shop for commercial property, for people to come in Mm. here and be part of a community, a family, and want to be able to have the education, then be able to invest either on their own or through our buyer's agency program or invest in uh, one of our other deals uh, that comes along that's suitable for either a group or through a fund or or they get together their own group of people because a lot of people have friends and family who want to invest with them. So there'll be all of that and help people through it. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Now, well, that's the thing, King. I'm, I'm in the position you were in, what, 10 years ago when you started where I'm looking at getting involved in commercial property and I came across, you know, some of your um, wonderful videos on YouTube and uh, podcasts and so on, and I thought, gee, this is something that sounds amazing. I mean, positive cash flow from day one. I've got to find out more about this because I've been a residential um, property investor for many, many years, and I know all about negative gearing and the, the so-called benefits of that, which there aren't any. So when someone starts talking positive cash flow, I think, gee, that, that's very interesting. So I think there's a lot of people like me who are looking for the same sort of thing. So I think it's great that you are doing this. Uh, but takes to that if you don't mind sort of put yourself i'm trying to put understand where you were when i started i mean it's interesting you've gone from no knowledge to so much knowledge that first deal that you did can you share a little bit about that and what you learned from that yeah i I think a lot of it comes down to that determination and the first deal is always the hardest deal to do even now for our clients the first deal is always the hardest because there's so many moving pieces and you might be buying a very small property and three or five years from now you look back and go, gee, you know, that property was really nothing in my portfolio and I spent so much time and effort and money on making sure it was the right deal. And I think that's the same for all of our clients. When they do that first deal, it's always the the hardest and it's one that they lose sleep over and it's the one they worry about the most and yeah. once it's done, they go, oh, yeah, <laughs> let's do this again. And then by the third one, they're like, yeah, well, let's just keep going. So... I think the first deal for me, what I actually learned was that you really, in, in the commercial real estate world, is you don't ask what you don't you don't get. So no one's going to voluntarily give you information if you don't ask a little bit more. But how do you know what to ask? And that is where over-experience and looking at so many contracts and leases and property deals that we've sort of learned. But with the first one, we essentially bought a restaurant premise, so the property, not the actual business, where the tenant is operating a Japanese restaurant. So we bought what we would call today a retail premise. So retail is your ground floor glass front. So this is in an arcade at the right at the back. And right now a lot of people look at it and go, oh, look, it's right at the back. I might have made the right decision. 
but it is in an area where we service a lot of the office workers upstairs. We service the local office worker. It is in a hub where we've got a lot of the other businesses that have the same synergy. So they also food and coffee and, and all do the lunch trade. And it is a Japanese restaurant. It was 2012 when we bought it. Today, we still have a tenant in there. Um, wow. The tenants sold their business. They still continue to pay rent. We self-manage that property because it was obviously being in our backyard. It's easier for us to do that. Yes. Uh, and they've never missed a, a day of rent. During COVID, we gave them some COVID relief, but then we've just, you know, that's all picked itself back up again and we've gone back to norms again, normal times again. So it's yeah. it's done really, really well for us over that time. And being 360000 at the time, uh, it is not, it's one of those deals that you never see will repeat again in in life. But you'll find other deals that are similar. And we've sourced other deals for our clients who are very similar to that, obviously, at different price points. Mm. But the the whole learning from it is that you have to be able to sometimes take that leap of faith, even if everything lined up. Because what we were comparing that to was you could at the time buy a one-bedroom apartment in North Sydney, which is, you know, the location of this property. So mm. ultimately... Yes, if you bought it in North Sydney today, the property would have been worth maybe double and a little bit more of its value eight years down the track. Um, but the rent on it will still be you know, a, a 2% return, yep. net return after all expenses at most. Whereas we bought in at that time into, into that property at 8% net. And it really, if you think back, and I tell people oh, back in the day, Sydney was doing 8% yield, people are going to yep. go, what? They've never heard of it, never Absolutely. seen it. Um, Absolutely. It's like, yeah. you know, that was the unicorn kind of thing. Uh, and the thing was, that was that yield. But remember, we also bought it in a time where interest rates were close to 6%. Of and course. a lot of people weren't doing commercial property because mm. uh, it was just too risky. There was no information. Uh, it was very much treated as a separate class to residential and it was people considered they had no growth. They had a lot of myths in the market. And really, in hindsight, eight years on, that property has also doubled itself in value because the returns have dropped in Sydney as a result of that. The value has gone up. So we, we had pretty consistent growth as if we had residential because they're in the same area. Mm. And in, and over that time, rents have grown as well. So we've been able to clear cash flow, a lot more cash flow from that property. But also interest rates have dropped as well. So yeah, totally. Yeah. So now if you it- think about it, you buy into the market at three at maybe five percent, mm. but your interest rates at three. So you're still clearing relatively the same margin. Yeah. It's just now you've got a higher price point for the property. I was gonna say, was it was it positive uh, cash flow from day one at such high interest rates back then? Yes, because you were still clearing really? that two percent margin. So wow. at yeah. that two percent, you were we were still clearing somewhere around fifteen, around fifteen thousand or so, wow. possibly a little bit more because we're putting some deposits. Uh, depends on how you treat your deposits. Somewhere between fifteen to eighteen thousand dollars a year. Mm. Fantastic. I mean. For someone like me going into that, it is scary. There's no doubt. Because of the unknown, we're all, all afraid of the unknown. Uh, commercial is such an unknown. So for someone uh, who is new to this and wants to do it, wants to actually say, yeah, this is what I want, what do you recommend? Do you, do you recommend that they you know, just go take the plunge on their own or should they go with a mentor like yourself? I mean, it sounds like you'd obviously say the, the latter, but, I mean, trying to be objective, 
and thinking about your situation, would you have uh, benefited from having, say, a mentor like yourself 10 years later? I think one of the reasons people actually seek mentors is they're actually seeking the confidence. Yeah. Uh, they're actually seeking that vote of confidence saying, yes, this is the deal. Yes, this is the right deal. Right. And also, no, this is the wrong deal. See, I think I actually spend a lot of time with my students telling them what not to buy rather than what to buy. And when the right deal comes along, it feels the right deal in your gut. Um, it feels the right deal that you look at it and you go, on the face of it, looks fine. Let's go. Uh, but a lot of times I get sent deals where uh, either the leases aren't correctly formatted properly, uh, meaning that you know, there's, there's parts of it that is sort of there's not enough bond there or there's no personal guarantees or that it's a little bit short or there's clauses in there that um, it's onerous uh, or I get sent a, a property that's not in a great location uh, or one that the yield doesn't match the location it is in. So a lot of times I would be talking that through with the student to say, look, there are better properties in better towns mm-hmm. and about and it's about I guess getting them to look a little bit elsewhere and, and do a comparison so really I always encourage people they can do it on their own do it on their own but if you can't and you really do need that vote of confidence that's why that's what I'm here for that's what our community is here for and essentially that's essentially what we do is that if you do feel like there's not enough time, and you do feel like there's not enough uh, just space in your life to be able to to do it, then that's why we have the buyer's agency service. Absolutely. So I've um, I've taken the plunge and started your course, which is a very very comprehensive course. It made me realise how much I don't know. So I'm working my way through it and uh, enjoying it too, by the way. It's really uh, very uh, well presented and so on. But uh, I'd like, if possible, if you can talk about that course because um, this is something um, I don't think many people know about and um, it seems to be very good for beginners but I'm, like me, but also I'm sure it's uh, you know, suitable for professional investors as well in commercial property. So i can you share with the listeners a little bit about the course, how long it takes, what the benefits are, and you know maybe the costs involved and all that sort of thing? Sure. Uh, the course itself is about $1,000, uh, but the main thing is it's a foundation knowledge course. So it's enough for someone who's interested in commercial property to dip their toe in and, and work out if commercial property is right for them. It gets them to think about the whole process of commercial property from beginning to end. So we talk about due diligence. We talk about putting the deal together. We look at some deal samples. We look at uh, all the moving parts such as pest and building, strata. So all the detail that comes with property and also looking at the returns and calculating the returns. So it's pretty, it's in-depth enough for you to get a, a understanding of commercial property for you to make a decision if this is the right path for you or not. From there, we obviously offer a, a community where we have webinars every fortnight. We have uh, boot camps. There's lots and lots of things they can participate on from there go, going forward. But this is sort of an intro for them to understand what commercial property is about. And also, from there, they may decide that, oh, look, they need a buyer's agency service or they may need more education depending on what they're looking for. Yeah, so, I mean, those, oh, sorry, go on. Go ahead. No, no, go on. No, I was going to say uh, those, um, those fortnightly uh, meetings are, are fantastic. There's 
so much information that you and um, you know Steve and Graham and the, and the crew offer. I think I was driving everyone crazy with all my questions, but there is so much to learn, and it's fantastic that you guys are there offering that advice. I think it's the main thing is uh, one of the things I find that with commercial property, a lot of people, first-timers give up, is that they they run out of momentum and mm. also they might have a few deals fall over, which has happened to some of our clients and we do feel sorry for them. I, I was, you know, I had a client recently who had two deals that has fallen over and mm. I just feel that for his first purchase, he's going, oh, my God, this is so hard. But... Sometimes. Sorry, sorry, Helen. What do you mean by falling over? What What does that? Well, mean? like we had the first year where we put an offer in, and we were coming close to negotiation. Then someone come and gazumps us on that property, ah, gotcha. so he lost out on it. The second deal looks like it was going really well, but then you know we've had some issues during due diligence, and it looks like you know we may have to pull out of that deal, which feels like you know right. we've wasted sort of almost a month on the different things we looked at, and it is frustrating for a purchaser, but not all purchasing property transactions are smooth. So things come in rounds, swings and roundabouts, and sometimes it's just a luck of draw because you never know the kind of vendor you're going to get. Mm. Okay. And so as a result, you just just go into the transaction and be totally open-minded, take it as it is, and do the best you can. It's it's very much case by case, I'm sure. So I guess... um, that's wonderful that you – so you offer the course, which is an online course, and then you offer you know, the, the community uh, quick Q&As, if you like, but you also offer this uh, service, this, um, if you like, uh, buyer's agent or concierge service or whatever you want to call it as well. So that's something that your team does as well, right? So you actually hold their hand, you, or you'll be holding my hand and, and guiding me on what are good, good deals or not so good deals. Is that right? Yes. Well, we work out a strategy uh, for you based on what you're looking to achieve. We work out a strategy based on what you want to get in the property in terms of the criteria for the property, in terms of a property that will give you longevity or if you're chasing growth or cash flow or balance. That's what we would look for in helping you out and finding the the property. And it's a step-by-step process. So the person who is sourcing the property for you uh, can can involve you as much or as less as you like. So it's up to the client. Some of them, I've got clients who go, I don't want to be involved in the process at all, so just give me the paperwork. I like it. I'm going to sign on the dotted line and that's it. I've got clients who go, no, I want to be involved every step of the way. That's fine. We're there to, to help you. You can come and inspect the property with us and everything that follows but it's entirely up to you mm. fantastic sounds like you've got it got it completely covered which is which is great so that's wonderful helen a uh, really good course uh, i can vouch for that um but the other services you're offering it was really fantastic so so that's great so we do need to wrap up but what i'd like to give our listeners is a 30 second secret tip <laughs> something that uh, you know, Helen, that maybe not many of our listeners do. So is there um, uh, it's some, something out there that you know that uh, you'd like to share that not too many people know and that would be very helpful for our listeners? Um, I think I'd like to approach this a little bit, um, I guess maybe break it up, and I know this is probably going to be a little bit longer than 30 seconds if that's okay <laughs> with you. <laughs> that's um, okay. But the, my, my first tip, 
to someone who's getting into the commercial property world is please do not let your preconceptions ruin a deal for you because there's lots and lots of good property deals in areas in the location you're living in, so that might be anywhere in Australia, that you wouldn't buy and you would go, well, I would never buy in that area. And other people from another state will come in and buy up that area or buy in that area. And three years, five years from now, when that area has changed, they've re- reaped the rewards of that. Whereas because of your preconceptions, it's ruined that deal. So don't let your preconceptions ruin a deal. Don't let the fact that you dislike a industry or you don't feel that it is secure for whatever reason, don't let that actually uh, ruin the deal. So look at the deal on its own, assess it on its own, look at the returns, look at the pros and cons as if you are a totally new investor and then make a standalone decision. Because if you let your preconceptions ruin the deal, uh, then a few years later, you will kick yourself. So that's my 30-second tip. Fantastic. Uh, that's really amazing, actually, because um, you're right. It's human nature, isn't it, to do uh, what you're comfortable with. And, um, uh, you know, I, I think you mentioned to me, you know, there could be a place up in Queensland that would be good, which is miles from, from me. Uh, and I'm thinking, okay, uh, so you really do need to keep an open mind, don't you? Yes, Absolutely. Uh, and then that leads me to so the last thing before we wrap up is to really share with you about one of the most important things that I learned when I first started in commercial property was that sometimes uh, you can drive a deal too hard and you end up losing out on it. So, and I've seen this with some of my clients and and sometimes you've got to leave room that it becomes a win-win situation. And we try to get a win-win situation always between our client and the vendor and obviously the other agent involved. We're not here to burn bridges. We're not here to, uh, to basically um, screw anyone over. But sometimes if you push a deal too hard, like if you cut the price down to the bare bones, you're going to find that when you come to due diligence and asking to get information, when you get asked to things be repaired, those things won't be done to the standards. And when you end up with a property, you're going to end up with a lot more issues than what you started up with. Mm. Um, Sometimes it's worthwhile to leave something there. And so when you go back for a second negotiation or when you go and do your due diligence, everyone is happy. Um, so that's one of one one area. The other thing is, I guess, when you are talking with agents, a lot of the times they always will say a lot of things about the property. So mm-hmm. you have to be able to just work out for yourself what that uh, what that I guess the truth is in there. And right. sometimes, I, and this is so interesting, when we have a conversation with an agent to when our clients have a conversation with the agent, the conversation and the information could be fundamentally different. Because and you're experienced the, and, the, and, and the new um, buyer isn't, is, is that why? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. one of the reasons. And that's one of the reasons why you should have some education is that you can use the, the lingo when the agent is talking to you, you can understand it. Uh, and that helps for them to realise this is not your first go at things. Right. And it's... It's also we feel like sometimes on the phone as a purchaser or as a potential purchaser to say, oh, look, you know, I'm looking for this. And and our clients often do this because you think, oh, the more information I give to the agent, the better. Uh, One of the things we like to remind our clients is is that uh, we as the buyer's agent, we as your mentor, we as a community are helping you buy the deal. 
to get to get the deal done. Right? We're here on your side. We're here to look after your interests. Yep. And but so but it's not in your best interest to become friends with the okay. agent, with the yeah. selling agent. Because <laughs> you are, you know, you, they might say something and you guys might have a great report in the selling stage and you might go, okay, well, he said this. So, you know, based on that, I'm going to go unconditional. Based on that, I got emotionally involved on this. Mm. It, it doesn't work out for you in the long term because you right. could have got more from that deal. And there have been times when we've seen that scenario and, and I've been saying, we could have if we had done our job better and if you just let us go and negotiate that bit for you or if you let us mentor you through that process, could have got you a better deal. Gotcha. So remember that. Yep. Yeah. And I guess that's the line. It's harder to draw the line, especially when you're first-time buyers. Like you get very enthusiastic, very excited about doing your first deal and the information, you're seeing things, you could possibly be seeing things with rose-coloured glasses or you could be seeing things totally negative, whichever way you are. Um, remember that we're here on your side and, and the sales agent is working for the vendor. Absolutely, and they're masters of, um, of uh, befriending you and getting you on, on your good side and softening you up, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, and this is not a bash against real estate agents. It's really no. about um, you knowing that when you're doing the deal, you're there to crunch the numbers. Commercial property is about numbers. It's yep. not about loving the tiles or the marble floor or the area it is in. It is actually about whether the numbers work, how the tenants are behaving, and how the property itself in terms of uh, its structure is performing. So it's got nothing to do with the stuff you would get emotionally involved in if you were buying a residential property. Beautiful. Well, Helen, I could talk to you for hours, but time is against us. So we'll have to wrap up. So, again, thank you so much uh, for all those golden nuggets you've just uh, dropped. So really appreciate that. So thanks for coming in as my guest. We'd love to have you back again. There's so much more we could cover, uh, maybe to talk about strategies or, you know, some of the other things you're doing. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much for having me, and I look forward to um, being on it again. Yeah, absolutely. Before you go, though, can you um, tell the listeners what the best way to contact you if they either want to do the course or want to get some uh, mentorship and so on? All right. So if you want to reach out to me for a personalized strategy call or to just find out more about commercial property, go to helentarrant.com. So that's www.helentarrant.com. Or you can reach out to me on my email, helen at commercialpropertycashflow.com.au and reach out and we can book in a strategy session and I'll personalize what, how, what and how commercial property is going to work for you. Beautiful. That's great, Helen. Well, thank you for that. And thank you all for listening. Remember, you can contact Helen. Just go to helentarrant.com and uh, you'll be blown away by the amount of knowledge that uh, that Helen and her team have. So, uh, everyone, thank you again for tuning in. Stay tuned for our next episode where we'll be talking with the highly effervescent king of commercial loans. That is Mr. Graham Huff. And Graham, um, uh, he's been working um, in the industry for many, many years, really is uh, an expert in commercial loans. And he will give us some amazing insights into how to leverage your money and use your deposit to get your your first commercial loan. So um, looking forward to talking to Graham. Thank you, everybody, again for your time and look forward to talking to you all soon. Great. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. And thank you, Tony. 
Thanks for tuning in, gurus, and don't forget to hit that subscribe button to stay ahead on all the latest news on commercial property. And if you are serious about investing in commercial property and really want to be a success, I strongly encourage you to learn from the best and head over to commercialpropertyschool.com forward slash insiders and get specialist education on commercial property investing. That's right, folks, commercialpropertyschool.com forward slash insiders and go for the best course in Australia on commercial property. Until next time, gurus, Tony Boffer signing off for the Commercial Property Insiders Podcast. All of the opinions offered are done in good faith. In the event of any person sharing their story or information, this does not constitute financial advice. The opinions contained may be short-term in nature and are subject to change. Past performance is not indicative of future results. All investments involve substantial monetary risk, including the risk of losing one's entire investment. None of the information contained here constitutes or is intended to constitute a recommendation that any particular security investment or strategy is suitable for any specific person. None of the information contained here is nor is intended to be personalised investment advice. You should strongly consider seeking advice from your own personal investment advisor based on your specific circumstances. Real estate investing is a dynamic vehicle. Cash flow and equity positions can change on a daily basis. People on this podcast may be affiliated with certain products and services.